Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you, Mr. E. Thank you. I, I know, the clapping was necessary this time. <laughs> Thank you. So It's a pleasure. Pr- proceed. I have a, uh, a short story I want to share before we get started here. Um, okay. Part of the reason we're recording so late is because I was involved in a, um, a uh, birthday drive-by. Are you familiar with these now? Oh yeah, the cops drive by. Say accident. I'm scared. The way you said that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. The birthday. Okay. So uh, I don't know what that is. This one did not involve the cops. This is just uh, friends and relatives driving by the uh, person's house who's celebrating their birthday, and then dropping off gifts and saying hi from a distance. Oh really? And so uh, it was for my uh, nephew, and he's a young guy, so you know, got to get him a toy. So I go to Target and I'm looking for a toy and I have two things on my list. His toy, which I pick out, nice like imposter Lego Pokemon set. And uh, I need to pick up something for the lady and I, some condoms. Oh, okay. So I'm walking through. So you mixed them up and gave that to the kid? (laughs) 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 Fucking A, dude. (laughs) Gave the kid some condoms. Fucking psycho. I believe in him. Oh. Yeah, so... uh, I'm walking through Target with condoms in one hand and a kid's toy in the other. And yeah, I'm feeling weird. I'm thinking uh, Chris Hatfield's going to jump out at me at any minute. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you buying this for? Did you bring condoms? <laughs> he told yeah. me he was 18. He said 18. I'm just bringing this toy over. Why don't you have a seat right over there? <laughs> yeah, <please do> <laughs> and so, so I, I decided to pick up a few other items as to not look so conspicuous and weird. And so some of the other items I got, oh. I got three other like things. No, no, no. Zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm thinking face mask. <laughs> no, you guys are way off. I got um, a box of wine coolers, uh, duct tape, oh. and sleeping pills. You know, just to make there sure that things didn't look. Obviously an adult's there, yeah. <laughs> now, ultimately. Maybe you had like a map, map of the city or something to it. <laughs> ultimately, thank God for self-checkout. I've been, I've been thinking lately I'm going to change what I've ashed my bowls out of because I don't know if you know this, but for a while, for the last couple of months, when I smoke a bowl and there's ash in there, I've been using a Ninja Star. For those bowl, of you, ash it out. for those of you not in the know, Max is talking about smoking weed. Yes, I am talking about smoking no. weed. Done, done, done. He would never. Yes, I am talking about that, and the one or two times I've ever done that. Um, <laughs> this past hour, I, I usually use a Ninja Star, but this last month or so, I've broken two pieces using the damn Ninja Star. It breaks like a small <laughs> hole at the bottom of the pipe. It like breaks it. And so now I'm on this like crappy ass piece I don't use. And since I've been, you know, social distancing as much as I can, I haven't really like gone out to go just buy a new pipe yet. So I'm just using this really crappy one, but I will not give up the Ninja Star because I love it. So whatever you buy next, you're going to make sure it's a Ninja Star friendly. I think that just comes with the territory where it's just anything's going to, after a couple months of doing that, it's just going to break. I, I, also, I'm not very nice with it, to be fair. I'm not sitting there lovingly taking it out. I'm like stabbing it in there, Ninja Star, and it's a solid steel Ninja Star. So, so I mean, you could just stop using the Ninja Star. That's not an option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you going to bring the Ninja Star with you to make sure it fits in the bowl nicely? That's not a bad idea, but I think it is a bad idea. Oh, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a terrible idea. No, I mean, it comes to a point. Like, it's supposed to stick into trees. So, it, in theory, it works. But it also, it's so powerful of a star that as I get into the hole and I'm not careful enough, you know, like in real life with a chick, I just got to break it because I'm just so, so powerful. <laughs> well, a paperclip works, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck your paperclip. I have a ninja star. <laughs> so something we did this weekend that was kind of fun was uh, the girlfriend and I hosted an event called the Sire of Swill. Both of you were there. And what I it was, invited. yes, uh, what it was, was a essentially online drinking competition where we challenged you guys to you and others to drink copious amounts of alcohol through various games. And then depending on who won the games, uh, you would be crowned Sire of Swill at the end of the night. It was really fun. It was. Yeah. Very well no, put together. 
yeah, I, I'm not sure what I was expecting too the whole time. I I expected pretty much just on camera we're all like, okay, drink, and we'd all go yeah, and we'd all be talking over each other and it'd be a big fucking mess, honestly. But it was so well produced and that they had a clear idea of what they wanted to to do. They had slides and they're sharing their screens and they had. Di- I don't want to give it. I mean, I want you to talk about the games, but like, not to give it all away. They had like Price is Right games and a uh, freaking uh, beer drinking games, and at one point they were drinking out of uh, ice cube trays, <laughs> freaking butt chugging stuff. Well, no, no one butt chugged, but they even had random trivia questions for the bathroom breaks in case you didn't have to pee. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, Broomhilda and I, participated in a. Um, what is it? An online beer fest a couple weekends ago. And it was a little bit of a shit show. So the way that worked is you pay, uh, you pay them the initial fee. It was like 35, 40 bucks. I forget. And they send you 12 beers. And then, uh, through the course of two hours, uh, they play a video of the brewer uh, who shares a little bit of something about the beer. Like, Oh, it's brewed in this and it's got blueberry, blah, blah, blah. And, that happens every 10 minutes. And so you're popping a beer every 10 minutes. It was crazy. It was a lot yeah. of alcohol in a short oh, amount of time. You're talking about a new beer every 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So we loved the beer. We loved the idea. And uh, we felt that ultimately the production was a bit lacking. So we wanted to do it with you guys and, you know, step up, step up the game. Yeah, it was uh, very well put together. Broomhilda lived out my one of my fantasies. I've always wanted to host a game a game show. Um, you know, I've done like little game hosting a little bit there, but like I've always the the top the top of the cream is freaking Price is Right. And she basically did like a Price is Right hosting little session. That was one of the games. And she killed it, but Dude, I'm so jealous. Like, she I was like, I've always wanted She I've really wanted did. She uh before we started, we had all sorts of different um items that were up for you know, guessing, but uh, she ended up changing them halfway through because she wanted me to play. And I love the item she came up with, like a like a eight foot tall stat yeti statue, like a lawn ornament. Yeah, <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, what was like a toaster but toasted tortillas? Uh huh. Instead of bread and stuff. And what was the comment that that's so white? <laughs> yeah, I came close. To- to being the Cyrus, well, I just want to say, I like pretty much like all the games we ever play or, or any game I'm ever associated with. I don't seem to quite win it all the time, but I get, <laughs> I'm like, I'm right fucking there that everyone gigs up on me because they see I'm the most powerful one there. And so I came close, but I wasn't the Cyrus well this time. Well, who was? I, you know, I was going to say, I can't remember <laughs> who was. I just know it wasn't me, and I was pissed. So, uh, one of the most. I wasn't most- you either, Mr. B. One of the most credible uh, friends of the show we have, Dr. K, it was his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. Oh, By a nose. bullshit, I want it. <laughs> Dr. K also told me, this is a callback to the last episode, but uh, my confusion over the Journal of Nature. Apparently, Nature is a well-respected journal and should be taken seriously. So, look at that. Oh, little. St- <laughs> it's a peer-reviewed journal. Yeah, be careful, man. Jesus, people are listening to the show now. We got to be careful what we say. Fuck the Nature Journal. You know what? <laughs> Come back to me, Nature, nature Journal. What are you going to do? <laughs> Not credible. Don't believe anything you say. Next question. Oh, I forgot. I keep yelling. You keep telling me about the game's so good. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Nature Journal. Yeah, I guess so. That's uh, That was the Sire of Swill, and it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys had fun, and... You know, hopefully this thing doesn't go for much longer because, you know, I'd like to start hanging out with you guys in person. But if it does, we might just have a second one. So who knows? You should do a second one. I mean, that'd be something to do even if it wasn't, you know, this whole coronavirus thing. Just because if you think about it, I mean, you don't have to do it all the time. But if you plan it outright, everyone gets drunk and they're at their house. Oh, yeah. They just go to sleep. So it is kind of nice. So you can always still just do it every couple of months. Just start a new one. Sounds yeah. like you guys could do an even better one too, because you like produce a bunch of stuff. So I was reading this uh, article the other day, and it's kind of was blowing my mind for our theory crafting. So I kind of went to theory craft for a second, and then Ooh. I actually have an answer on it. So here we go. So several days ago, a, a Russian fisherman he found a sack, a sack containing fifty-four severed hands. Right or left? Oh, right and left. <laughs> okay. Like pairs, pairs. 
Nice. They were uh, severed at the wrist and stuffed to a bag. And uh, like I said, he found them uh, near in, in Russia, but it was uh, near Siberia, near the Chinese border. And as the frozen hands belong to at least 27 people. So Theorycraft, what do you think a bag of 54 <laughs> severed hands? What's the story there? What's the story there? How the how the bag of fifty four severed hands get in? The, it said it was like near like a river or something. Like it washed up on a like a rivery little islandy thing. And they don't they do they know these twenty seven people? Because I mean, can they identify them? I'm wondering. I guess my mind immediately goes to some mob activity. Like these people owed money. Like wouldn't these okay. people come forward? There's 27 of them with no hands. Like, wouldn't it be easy to tell? Like, did they? They probably did. They probably disappeared altogether. I would think. But then why keep the hands? It's so strange. Is this the one bag that floated to the top while the others were weighted down? I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys see? I know did the answer. I can't did it say say anything about, about. Did it say anything about like how old they looked? Ooh. Were they like- I give you pretty much all the info it gives you before it kind of tells you what it is. Because actually, I saw the story when it first came out that, hey, and that's literally the story. It said, hey, 54 hands found in a bag. The end. And then a, a couple of days later, actually today when I was doing the little bit of research for this podcast, I found like another article saying, oh, we know what it is. So there oh. is an answer. But I wanted huh. to, but when I first read the article, I had all these ideas that are now since wrong. But <laughs> I wanted to see what you guys came up with because I had two ideas. Where was this again? In Russia. Russia. Oh, of course. Near the Siberia-Chinese border. Uh, I'm thinking they are real ideas. human hands, right? They're not props or anything. They are human hands, yes. Okay. yes. These are hands. Actually, because like, if I can share the screen with you, there's pictures. It's like – it's weird. There's two pictures. There's one in a pile of them and the one they're all like spread out in a nice <laughs> uh, – Wow. I'm going to say the it's mob – or Yetis, one of the two. I like. Oh, I like the mob or Yeti. Did you have any ideas, Mister E? I'm gonna go way out there and say that this was some sort of practice for forensic science of some fingerprinting technology or something, and then they just threw the bag and discarded it in the river somewhere <laughs> instead of okay. throwing it away. Right? I like that. I like that. <laughs> My ideas before I found out the answer was: there's two things. There's a man in Russia who grows hands and he has to keep cutting them off his body to survive. <laughs> and it's like his excess stuff. He's like okay, mine's not them in the river. He's like, ah, fuck these hands. Like, they just probably like, ah, they just keep growing. And he can beat back to the to the school of Pea Girl and all the other people in the last episode <laughs> we talked about. Or maybe it's a serial killer and he's called the Handler. The Handler? I like that. <laughs> yeah, because he, you know, the hands, obviously. And, uh-huh. and Handler means he handles stuff so he's like this russian serial killer called the handler and he he, he cuts people's hands off and i i never i, I assume they were dead but mystery is right like what if there's just people with no hands in russia like oh yeah yeah i didn't tell anybody because you know <laughs> russia's tough they're like ah, i didn't want to i didn't want to bug anyone about my hands so i just kept went back to work the next day <laughs> <laughs> she's ready to know where the hands came from with bated breath <laughs> absolutely so actually mr e you were far off actually you think oh, you're wow. yeah. so it appears that the hands were from a forensic laboratory Holy or a hospital and were improperly discarded it was oh, reported oh man no like and look so it's not unheard of for Holy forensic God. labs in russia to cut off the hands of unknown corpses in order to retain fingerprint information <laughs> After the rest of the body has been discarded. Like, you actually were, like, I didn't, I played it cool. If you go back to the tape later, I was like, oh, yeah, baby. But you actually got, that was it. Which is crazy. Awesome. No. So that's kind of what it is. Like, no, it's from not. Cadavers, that's, that's not the that's answer. What they, that's what Russia says. No, that's yeah. Russia they're covering for the Yetis. Trust me. <laughs> I think the handler. I think the handler's more like <laughs> the handler. some guys like, oh, yeah. the handler coming. Ha! And like, like, we can't, we can't say we have a serial killer out there. So it's like. They were just but that weird? discarded, huh? Like, <laughs> even people. People online are just like, like they were like, just thrown off a boat. What the fuck happened? Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you do with, like, oh, I got a bag of hand, just like, well, fuck this shit. Like, what? You're supposed maybe, to do something with it. Maybe it was like, you know, how you leave your coffee cup on the top of your car or your, 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 your to go food or <laughs> whatever. You're like, fuck. Whoops. Where's the hand? Yeah, 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 so I got the feet and the arm bags. Where's the hand one? What? Coffin, where's the hand one? Uh, Ivan. Uh, well, just don't mention. And then, and then they were, you know, 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. But that's so funny too, because even people online were saying, "Couldn't you just take fingerprints of the hands and discard them?" So yeah, I don't know why they. It's not unheard of, as said, for them to cut the hands off to retain fingerprint information later on. So it's some. I don't know, but yeah, I like the idea that that's just the official story. <laughs> so what's going on? That's a good one. Uh, I've got kind of a medical story here. I think it'll be a quick one. Um, so did you guys hear about the woman who played the violin while surgeons removed a brain tumor from her head? Yes. I have heard of this. Yeah. Right. It's a fairly old one. I think it's back from February. Um, so yeah, That's it, all I heard. I don't know anything about it besides the, 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 the headline. Well, her name was Dagmar Turner, first of all. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's a violin brain surgery name right there. Oh, for sure. I didn't know Dagmar Jesus was Christ. a real name. <laughs> Dude, Dagmar at Jihad or like when, ch- when the walls fell. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> um, the tumor was removed at King's College Hospital and she was so afraid that she would lose her skills because she's an orchestra professional violinist um, that she convinced the doctors to let her play while they were operating. And so they anesthetized her skull essentially and removed what they needed to, to get it. Crazy. By the way, she's probably the handler from the last fucking thing. (laughs) That's, that's some crazy ass shit, by the way. Anyway, sorry. No, I totally agree. Like, I don't know how it helps if she's playing the violin while you're playing around in her head. You know what I mean? Like ultimately, if she if she starts messing knows. up, does that mean you stop what you're doing? Does that mean you? I, don't I think know. what she was getting at is she was playing a continuous song, and then if at if at any point they did something that would jeopardize her ability to play the song at all, that she would want them to reverse it because that talent meant so much to her. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, so like that's test. my take on it. I could see. Can yes. you can you reverse it? Have you seen? <laughs> with brain surgery i mean maybe no I, no you what do you just cut it yeah you cut you cut something out of your like oh put that back like what is that what are you gonna do it's all fucked already well that's why you do brain surgery when you're awake because like if they do something and then they look over and you're drooling and you can't speak then it's like okay well we need to reverse that it's like you take your heart out like oh we gotta reverse taking their heart out Hey, I was on with the last one. Okay, I'm, I'm on. I feel like I'm on fire right now. <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, have you seen the movie Passenger Fifty Four with Wesley Snipes? No, I don't think so. Okay, long story short, basically Wesley Snipes, badass kung fu cop dude, and there's some crazy dude who takes over a plane, and he's on it, and he has. It's like a plane adventure action movie. But the bad guy in that movie, here's how they tell you he's a bad guy. In the very first part of the movie, he's getting a, a like a facial reconstruction surgery to hide his face. And the, the surgeon has like the knife in his head. He's like, okay, we're going to put you out now and, you know, cut your face off and put a new one on. And then he got, and he, and he basically is about to give him the like anesthetic. And, he, and, he, and the guy grabs his hand. And he goes, no, don't. He goes, well, I need to give you something for the pain. He goes, there will be no pain. <laughs> and, he, and he wants them to operate on him with like no anything. And then, of course, right at the last second, he just kills them all instead for some reason. But before the operation. Yeah, because like some somehow it's, some cops are coming or hear sirens like oh I gotta kill everyone and he leaves. It's like it's so over the top. But as soon as I heard this story about the lady doing that, I thought the same thing. Like this lady's so crazy. Like there will be no pain. Just cut open my mind as I play the violin, and I'll be okay. I mean, I barely like being at the dentist. I've never been asleep at the dentist, but like being at the dentist sucks. So I can't imagine what a drill in your skull sounds like feels like like when they have to like you know jar some bone loose or something ah it's just uh, yeah you want to be out for that cool cap off it's like jesus well yeah so i give her props she's tougher than me no i think the ice cream scoop is the part that would hurt the most <laughs> just sit there like hammering it in there like ah <laughs> uh, i have another fun one here actually kind of okay. uh it goes with your uh, bowl story from earlier perfect so this kid found some ninja stars no i'm fucking with you it's um what what say that again <laughs> you're 
There's something fucked up. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. It's not Ninja Stars. Uh, oh. So a Canadian boy who was eight years old won $200 worth of weed products in a youth hockey tournament raffle. In, well, his lucky day. <laughs> in Canada. How old is he? What did he say he was? He's eight years old. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Like this is some youth hockey league and it's a fundraiser. So there's a table with all sorts of uh, baskets and prizes and things on it. And you just, you know, silent auction or put your raffle ticket in there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the kid put his raffle ticket in boxes and he just what he like the weed product was not there. It was just a list of what you'll get if you win. And so he was just put, uh, he wasn't reading. He wasn't checking them out. He was just putting his raffle tickets in boxes and he yeah. won this box. But, I mean, ultimately, is any sort of weed or alcohol <laughs> like a good thing to have at a youth hockey tournament fundraiser? Uh, you know, the well, the fact that he won it makes you think like his dad was, was like, yeah, you, you go accept that prize. No. Normally, they would just say, oh, it's an eight-year-old. And then like, oh, well, let's just go to the next one. So, so the dad's like, yeah, accept that prize. I want that. I want that weed product. He, uh, the, I think his granddad made him give it back because of what it was. They gave it to him? Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think it showed up at his door in a package or something or oh, either way, like, they got the physical elements and the kid's Jesus. like, I want some of that chocolate. And the granddad's like, no, wow. can't do that. Yeah, that's that's slightly irresponsible. <laughs> I mean, I, I figured that out myself. When I was, I was, we were getting. Remember, our, uh, a couple, we were doing that gun giveaway for the show early on. Yeah, we, and we and that one kid. Yeah, it was all. Well, it was the so one we, we found. Yeah. I don't get. It was a, it was a victimless crime. We found right? a gun in a sewer, and we wanted to give it away yeah. for the show. So you know, Who so want to do that. Yeah, and yeah, Sean shined it up, and we gave it away, and yeah, someone like I don't know they shot their dad's leg or something and they're oh. trying to blame us people get really uptight about that sort of thing <laughs> something stupid actually talking about things people winning stuff uh this is a really small one story but i guess a guy in colorado in colorado he won a one million powerball lottery twice in one day how do you do that did you buy two tickets with the same number he did oh no shit yeah that's exactly Why what he did uh he hit that? the jackpot twice after playing the same numbers for 30 years He's one of those guys. I wonder what the, the same thing. I wonder what the odds are on something. I don't like have that. them. I thought about. It. I was like, ah, I don't. That look. That would be too much math. But so, it's a lot. So he walked away with two million dollars. Yeah, he did. That's awesome. And he bought him. Uh, he bought one ticket in the morning, and then the other in the evening from two different stores. And that's pretty much the end of the story right there. But I thought that was still fascinating because even people in the comments are talking about what are the odds of like doing the same number 30 years and it hits but then you you buy it like two tickets with the same number and like does he do that all the time because wouldn't he almost be wasting money if 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 in the grand scheme of things because what's that like if you if you think you're gonna win that number why would you do it twice so he was just so maybe maybe he forgot yeah that's what i'm thinking you buy a ticket and then you're like oh did i buy a ticket Uh, you pat yourself down can't find it let alone you left it at work or on your dresser or something and yeah yeah so, but I actually, well, yeah. Well, I was. It, 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 it. That is the way of things now. Um, I've been thinking more about odds and probability because I've been playing more online craps, and oh. I know we're all craps fans here. <laughs> I am. I'm a. I'm a small craps fan just because you you infected me with the bug. Oh, Mister E infected me. Tough. I know, so it's all yeah. you guys. Oh, that was I, I keep on giving. I knew nothing about it. But now I kind of got it's in, my, it's in my veins. Just give me a little, little, little bit more. Yeah. So my new thing in craps is uh, I wait for double sevens, then I bet hard because the probability of that third seven coming up is so low, so low. Yeah, true. But it bites me in the oh, ass sometimes. So, so, you know, it's still possible. Every move in craps can bite you in the ass. Oh, dude, for <laughs> sure. Fucking sure. You know how we love our materials, right? We have, uh, we've reported in the past on Aerogel, uh, Starlight. Um, uh, we talked about um, spider goat milk. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> we talked about uh, freaking, you know, diamonds and nano shit. 
nanotubes. Yeah. Material. And uh, we just talked about uh, cellular fibrose shit, too. Dark matter. And and dark matter. (laughs) Dark matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So this is a new material that I think we'll keep our eye on. It's actually a living concrete. (laughs) The University of Colorado Boulder has uh, been doing research on living concrete. And what that means is... Uh, so standard concrete is a mix of sands and various aggregate and then binders that when they get wet, they will, uh, you know, slurry into the solution. And then as it dries, they bind all of those sands and hard materials together to form your concrete. That's how normal concrete works. Yeah. Named after Concretia from the Flintstones movie. <laughs> That's where it was. I think dear, low key. I like that movie. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's what's his face? John, what's his face? John Goodman and um, yeah. John Goodman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick uh, Moranis. Yeah, Rick, Rick Moranis. Yeah. For sure. He's coming back. He's going to do another Honey, I Shrunk the, Shrunk the Movie movie. Yes, he is. I'm looking forward to that. So anyways. Back to Living Concrete. So yeah. Um, so they made their Living Concrete by incorporating cyanobacteria, which is a uh, common class of microbes that uh, capture energy through photosynthesis. Which is how plants and As we all know. whatnot photosynthesis that absorbs the sun and transfers it into energy. So uh, what they did with this is they were able to develop a certain type of bacteria, mix it with um, uh, kind of rougher materials unicorn. like your sand and what? I say unicorn tears. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole goal is to be more economic. <laughs> oh yeah, that is expensive. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I read the other day that uh, botulism is one of the most expensive substances on the planet. Look that one up. That's fun. What? Yeah, I thought botulism was a disease. Botox. Botox. I'm sorry. Botox. Oh. <laughs> you know, I actually read that same thing, that Botox is really expensive per milligram or whatever. That's what happens but when botulism. I don't have the paper in front of me. <laughs> I heard cancer is really, uh, really expensive. If you get a bottle of it, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> Anyways. Back to the concrete, God damn it. So they're concrete. Uh, mix it with bacteria that would um, mix up, and then uh, it would set. Once the bacteria dried, it would set and form a uh, semi-hard substance. And so they ran a lot of trials and errors, and eventually um, a Dr. Serbar uh, from, let's see, um, yeah, Dr. Serbar suggested, (laughs) (laughs) I think he's from Boulder, I think he's from the same Boulder, so the idea that they're just introducing him halfway through the article is ludicrous, but here's how it goes. Uh, He suggested that they add gelatin to strengthen the matrix and help make it harder, essentially. And we're all familiar mm-hmm. with gelatin. It's uh, the key ingredient in Jello. Yeah, and the matrix with, you know, Trinity and Neo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't forget about Cypher. For sure. <laughs> he was very important. Best character ever. Dude, that guy wants to come back so hard to the Matrix 4. It'll never happen. That guy does? The yeah. guy that one gives a shit about? <laughs> Anyways, um, so they came up with a substance that uh, is essentially weaker than conventional concretes. So it's not production ready just yet, but uh, they say blocks about the size of a shoebox showed potential for real construction, like maybe bricklaying or something. So they don't like grow. I, I thought this whole story, I always thought when it started, you're going to say something like, yeah, when it breaks, it grows back. Uh, well, okay, so... Like living concrete? That's all it is? or Well, here are some of the benefits. Um, oh, okay. Some of the benefits are they are working on ways for self-healing so it can repair its okay. own cracks. That is a goal that they're trying to do. Um, some of the other goals are uh, they will potentially have concrete in the future that when it fractures, it will bioilluminesce along the crack so you'll see where the breaks are and where the uh, structural damage is, which is pretty mm-hmm. damn cool. Um, mm-hmm. making this concrete is actually more efficient and economical than making normal concrete because normal concrete 
requires like virgin sand, like, and it's hard to come by these days and there's more demand for it. And this is fucking the sand everywhere. (laughs) And so, um, this concrete can be mixed with broken down old concrete. It can be mixed with just any old sand and, uh, another benefit. What? How does it taste? Oh, it's great. It's jello. I was thinking, right? Because it says it's love it, you can eat it. I wonder what jello tastes like without uh, the cherry flavoring. You know, is it gross? Jello's gross, period. I'm not a jello fan. Oh, really? I haven't had jello in forever, but who doesn't like jello, you heathen? Jello's whatever. It's like some gloopy boom. It's like drinking, like eating lemonade. Like, do you want to chew your lemonade or some Kool Aid? Jello. There you go. <laughs> fucking weird it's fucking weird it's a weird consistency all right Don't trust it. beyond your backwards beliefs uh the last benefit of this living bacteria or this living concrete is that it will um through photosynthesis it will absorb carbon dioxide while in production rather than normal oh. concrete which pollutes quite a bit of carbon dioxide Concrete itself just produces carbon dioxide? Well, I think the production of it and whatnot, the lengths oh, okay. they have to go to get some of the materials, sure. the processing. That makes sense. I'm not sure if the chemical cool. reaction itself lets off CO2. That's a good question. That'd be cool. Yeah, we had a bunch of concrete that was absorbing that stuff, though. That'd be cool. Yeah. They, well, they're also saying that uh, this concrete would dry up and become hard, but then when exposed to uh, water again, it, there was a possibility that it could, um, uh, yeah, that's not good. like regrow essentially oh, and okay. rebond. So if oh. you, so if you have a, an earthquake and it cracks your concrete and then it's followed by a storm, I, I think it is plausible to think that in the future that your concrete will fuse back together. I don't know how well, but I think essentially that's what they're going for. You can grow it back. Yeah. They were able to chip off parts of it after it had dried and then um, remold it and reintroduce that piece of bacteria into new substances. And then that bacteria would take over and bind the whole thing all over again, much like a sourdough bread. Did you know that about sourdough so bread? So you can't eat it. Uh, do you can eat anything, technically. Just will you survive it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm done. So... Lastly, what I want to say about this is um, there's a quote here from Dr. Serbar, and it's ultimately about the potential of bringing this stuff to space. Because if you think about it, you can't build, you can't bring a lot of building materials to Mars. So what you can do is you can bring this bacteria with you and just use yeah. random Martian soil to supplement the concrete and then build from there. And Bob's your uncle right there. Yeah. Ultimately, he said, uh, there's no way we're going to carry building materials to space. We'll bring biology with us. That is really cool. I like that. It could be like a space habitat thing. Yeah. So I was reading this cool article the other day that was talking about Jurassic Park. That's a movie I know Sean has never seen. Mr. E's seen it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sean has never seen Jurassic no, None of them. None right. of them. Bullshit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true. Um, anyway, anyway, to set the record we talking... straight, I have seen all of them multiple times. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> there's no way. Quiet, you. Um, so anyway, uh, the other day you did an article about uh, Komodo dragons. Yeah, that was like an episode or two ago, right? Parthenogenesis and how they can uh, sometimes yes. give birth to. Uh, children that are completely the mother's DNA. So we were saying, oh, Jurassic Park got it wrong because in that one, you know, a, uh, a female went from a male in a single sex environment and yes. then they had sex and made the eggs. Yeah. So we're like, oh, they got it wrong. So this article is talking about something else that Jurassic Park got wrong. And basically <laughs> there's evidence now that the velociraptors didn't hunt in packs. Okay. <laughs> so that's all yeah. just there's some evidence now that it's all bs um, what evidence proves that dude you're reading my mind like, i will tell you that is that is a stretch prove it <laughs> prove it so so this is from the university of wisconsin oshkosh and they've been analyzing raptor teeth and they're saying they uh, most likely did not hunt in big coordinated packs like dogs and so so the problem is 
they can't like that's the it's all fossilized stuff, so they can't really like fossilize the hunting behavior. So they've been really focusing on the teeth, and they're tr- they're focusing on um, Komodo dragons and crocodiles because those, those are like um, you know the ancestors of the of the dinosaurs, if you will. Okay. So they kind of look at them and to see how they hunt and stuff. And so recently, scientists have proposed a different model of behavior in raptors that is thought to be more like Komodo dragons or crocodiles, in which individuals may attack the same animal, but cooperation is limited. Oh, I see. So it's not like they didn't run as a pack. It's just uh, they didn't hunt as a pack. Yeah, pretty much. And also they're saying, too, because the idea like living dinosaurs, they call them birds and uh, crocodiles and stuff. They usually don't hunt in groups and they rarely ever hunt prey larger than themselves, too. So all these ideas that all the raptors are coordinating like wolves and taking on T-Rexes and everything. Uh-huh. They're probably more just kind of just eating for themselves. So how they really figure this out though, is they're looking at the teeth. And so they looked at uh so Komodo dragons, when they're babies, they're, they're susceptible to get eaten by adult Komodo dragons. And so what they do <laughs> is they go into the trees and they'll eat like the, the, the fruit or something up there for a while until they get big enough to start, you know, hanging with the big boys down there. So there's a noticeable change in their diet from when they're babies to when they're adults. Right, because okay. when they're adults, they could take they could take down bigger things versus when they're babies, they're eating small things. And so, if you're a pack animal and you hunt in a pack, you feed your babies. That's kind of part of the whole thing. So this is proving that they didn't feed the babies. So pretty much, once they're born, they're just out there fending for themselves. So what about the teeth uh, indicates that? Is it shape, size, or it's it's the, an average carbon isotope value? Okay. As in carbon get, dating. Yeah, well, somehow, well, I don't know if it's carbon dating. It's more about just figuring out the, the levels of carbon in there because it, it indicates they're eating different foods. They can tell about the different levels of this carbon. Oh, interesting. Value. And it, so they're like. Probably based yeah. on the size of the skeleton, they can determine if it's a infant or a teenager or at least for sure guess. So the di- yeah, so the diet supposedly is different between the adults and the, and the babies. And in theory, if they're all hunting as a pack and eating the same stuff, all their teeth should have the same isotope number of this carbon, blah, 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 blah. But since it's different, they're thinking they're almost like crocodiles or Komodo dragons where, you know, like a little baby crocodile is just out there eating all the little fish it can and everything else. And then versus an adult's eating huge, you know, deer or whatever it can take down. And so the diets are just definitely going to be different. So that's kind of the leading thought now is that they didn't necessarily hunt in packs. That's a fun observation from a tiny observation. Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a big conclusion, and I like it. Yeah, no, I was thinking that same thing too. Just like a little bit of observation and a little, you know, forethought thinking. You know, it yields this pretty I, good idea. I mean, I guess you can't necessarily prove it all the way, but it's, it seems pretty plausible. I, you know, it's funny. Every time I look at a bird or a crow on the ground. I can't not see a dinosaur. I always just imagine just the way they move and their head bobs. I always see dinosaur. I'm like, that used to be a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> dude, another turtle in my backyard. Every time I see him, I just think of like a some like giant turtle the like size of a Buick or something back <laughs> in some prehistoric time. I I remember a story uh, from a while ago that uh, was talking about T Rex teeth. And how it probably uh-huh. wasn't a very capable hunter. Instead, what it would do is it would bite. And then um, because the way its teeth were shaped, it had toxins in its mouth or bacteria that would eventually uh, kill the prey. And it oh. would fall down, you know, a long ways away. And then they'd have to or the T-Rex would have to walk up to it and eat it while it was dead. The old poison mouth, huh? Yeah, because, uh, what is it, Komodo dragons, I think it was, the way their teeth are swept back and their Uh bite is supposed to be uh, toxic, essentially, because it's full of bacteria. Mm -hmm. And so um, their teeth closely match uh, the swept back nature of a T-Rex tooth. And I believe there's some serration Mm -hmm. in there or something that stores the the bacteria on the back of the teeth. Now I wish I did a little bit more research on this because the article, I, you know, I found this one I read it, I believe, and I always love reading the comments because you find out more information <laughs> usually. Uh, Some of the comments actually were saying, oh, man, between this article and finding out T-Rexes were scavengers that hunted in packs, 
And so I didn't look into it from there, but this one offhand comment was like, oh, that they said T-Rexes were scavengers. And then they supposedly maybe they even hunted. But, you know, that's some, you know, that's, you know, you know, big dick number three or something on Reddit. So that's who knows who, <laughs> who, who, who knew, who knew who knows who that really was. But I did kind of want to follow into that. But, you know, I was running out of dinosaur time. I, was like, I just I just did all the Velociraptor research, but maybe we should look into that. Right. I'd be curious now if they like do do the T-Rex scavenge and they were in pack hunters. That would be a whole different Reddit if people had to show their sources. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine the number of reposts that would be cut down? It'd, it'd be all new content. <laughs> oh, for sure. A utopia. Well, this is something I did not find on Reddit, but I found it interesting nonetheless. So, scientists at the University of Rochester have, or I should say researchers at the University of Rochester, have developed a, a metal that won't sink. Now, I know what that if sounds you, like at face value. It sounds incredible, right? I mean, you, you know a lot more about stuff than I do. So I was going to say, but I mean, it sounds great. I mean, if it doesn't sink, that's great. I was like, oh, ultimate boat, right? Well, yeah. And so uh, ultimately what this is, is they're just using regular aluminum, but they're etching a pattern into it using a feptosecond laser. Yeah, I know. A feptosecond we mentioned a few episodes ago. I was saying we've talked about fiftoseconds. We talked about that when uh, we talked about the the quartz glass that we put the entire Superman movie on. Yeah, that there was you a go. fifto laser that would put on the whole thing. Now, do you yeah, remember how that was? Fiftoseconds. Do you remember how that was spelled? Your fifto. Is it? Uh, is it essentially? Is it? I don't know. Is it? I is mean, it F E P as in Paul? Or is it P-H? Is it pH or F is pretty much the question. No, because this one is a femto second. F-E-M-T-O second. Femto. Ooh, I feel like mine was a P with a, I, feel, I want to say fepto. I think so too. I think so too. So this is a slightly different laser, but you're still okay. dealing with these. When we're editing this later or we're listening to it later, this might be something to look up. Yeah. <laughs> femto second. F-E-M-T-O S-E-C-O-N-D. One quadrillionth of a second. Is that what you guys are talking about? We're talking about possibly two different kinds, right? Yeah. Fepto and Femdo and Fem with an M. So another one? A Femto. Yeah, Femtosecond lasers, yeah. Is there one with a P? Is there one with a P? I searched and it didn't come up with one, but Femto with an F came up with one immediately. Well, maybe we should maybe maybe references lasers too. Huh. Well, it right. probably was Fabio, and I'm just an idiot, but I, I believe that more. Thank you, Mr. E. Anyway, yes, sorry, sorry, tangent, tangent, tangent averted. So, yeah, they use this uh, really pre- precise laser to etch a pattern into the metal, into one side of the metal, that would um, capture air. In the metal? Uh, on the pattern of the metal. So they created kind of a lattice work that latched on to tiny molecule, molecules of air, tiny pockets of air. So it's like metal trapped in, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, air trapped in metal on the, on the surface. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. On the surface. That's, that's crazy. No, I love that idea. They were inspired by, uh, have you ever seen those ants that build a raft of themselves? They just, they all just pile up and all of a sudden I, they're floating down a river. Oh yeah. I've seen Ant-Man. Ant-Man. There you go. Yeah. I thought you were. I forgot you never. Besides not seeing Jurassic Park, you've also seen none of the Marvel movies. I forgot about that. That's true. I confine my efforts to Star Trek and Star Trek only. That's why I'm so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so what they do, what they were inspired by, were those ants because the way those that the ants structure floats is. Uh, uh-huh. They the ants essentially form a lattice work or a sponge that is able to retain the air as they go into the water, and that what makes that's what makes them buoyant and float. So they are inspired by this, and they they wanted to duplicate that on a you know essentially an industrial scale. And this femto second laser is the way they did it. So they had good results by uh, etching this pattern into you know, a small disc inch wide or so. <clears throat> Wait, do you know how to tell the difference between a girl ant and a boy ant? Uh, I'd imagine the penis. No, if you, you put them in water, because if, if you put it in water, the girl one's going to float. It'll be a girl ant. And if, if, if it's, if it floats, it's a boy ant. 
who is buoyant. <laughs> buoyant? You said earlier, fuck that. <laughs> well known. That's a well known thing. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you thought I was being serious for a second. <laughs> I was. I was like, where's he going with this? Give me the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I love it. Um, so yeah, they were inspired by that. And then they used the laser to etch the pattern on a disc and they would turn the disc upside down and turn it and place it in water. So the engraved surface would catch air and it would float. Obviously there was a weight limit to it. No matter what? I was was saying, is there like, no matter what, I guess you're right. If it was under a lot of weight, it was still wouldn't. Well, yeah. And then they, they would push it down to the base of the, um, of the beaker or whatever pool they had it in and it would immediately float to the top. Eventually they didn't say how long, but eventually the, the, the effect would not last and it would sink. But I was saying, yeah, but so they, they experimented for a while and they came up with a new structure that kind of works. And what it is, is you take two of those discs and you, uh, the engraved area, you sandwich there you sandwich the engraved areas toward each other and i it didn't say how big the gap was between the two engraved areas but it's just enough that when they put it in water it uh captures air and stays buoyant not girl ant buoyant okay uh, <laughs> so i like this technology this sounds like ultimate boat technology if we can you know work the kinks out and is it something that we need to, again, mass produce? If we could mass produce this, is it hard to produce? I guess it probably is the Fepto, the Fepto laser. Yeah, I I'm think the, the Fepto laser is the hardest part. But even then, that's not that hard. Once you, uh, uh, once you start getting into it and building better lasers, I guess. I'm digging the Fepto laser because this, this laser seems to be able to etch things inside of stuff. Now it's, it's like somehow making air. Fem- oh, yeah, fem. Femto. The MT and the P sound sound, sound very similar. Um, but it seems like you're able to etch things inside of stuff now almost. I'm curious how else you can use that technology. Like maybe you can. Well, that's a good. That's a good question because uh, your quartz uh, disc from the Superman story was etched into it, not necessarily on the outside of it, right? Yeah. Correct. It was on the inside. It was making these micro little dots or something that the computer could read. Maybe that's the magic part of, like you're saying, this laser. Voxels. Voxels. They were called voxels. I remember that. They're called voxels. Um, there you go. Like, yep. little, like little pixels and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This this weird technology is starting to come out. Like you're making bubbly metal and stuff in inside of stuff. So Maybe we could do something with that. They wanted to really test this. So they even punctured holes in the structure they would take you know how the discs are sandwiched to one another mm-hmm. uh they would take holes they would take a drill and drill through both discs in the same spot and see if it floated and eventually they drilled i'm looking at this picture here it's got one two three four five six seven holes in it and it's still floating so this structure is so resilient my question is if we were to plaster a boat with this stuff, would it stand up to turbulence? You know, that like I think there's I don't a know. I mean Yeah. There's a long road to go here, but uh, they're talking about all sorts of technologies or all sorts of applications for this. Ultimately, it was funded by DARPA, which is the um, you know, the research and application wing of the military or the government. I'm sure we'll see it on some sort of uh, super cool boat in 20 years once they declassify it. The CIA's boat's covered in already. I was, I was thinking, like, how would a, a submarine work with that? They'd be sitting there fighting the whole time, like, <laughs> trying to go under, and the actual hull itself is propelling it back up. I don't understand I think it would be how submarines work now. <laughs> uh, it's something to do with, I think they have chambers. They have chambers, and it's, they fill with water, and they sink. Oh, you just fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're patronizing me. No, really. I like if someone asked me, I'd, I'd say the same thing. But I really have no clue. I couldn't explain the science. I mean, behind yeah, it. I have no fucking clue either. Honestly, I just know it, it goes up and down because of water, and they shoot torpedoes. <laughs> 
I read this article the other day about a they have evidence now that a person a person was killed by a following uh, by a falling meteorite. This is the first time it's ever been pretty much confirmed that's happened. Although it's, this happened actually uh, more than a hundred years ago, it happened oh. in 1888. <laughs> but they've been going through old records, uh, and they found this uh, report that happened in 1888, and uh, it happened in, in Iraq basically. But there was an event where a meteorite like hit the atmosphere and blew up, and, and it, it it rained down. Give me a second. It said it. It actually said it. Uh, uh, rocks rained from the sky for a period of about ten minutes on the small village, <laughs> which I thought was crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, but yeah, it killed a dude and it paralyzed another one. Oh, and geez. they found they found this just through go, going through old records in this Iraqi Turkey place or whatever. And oh wow, it's so the first- this is what? this is something like some dusty scroll they found in the city library or something, and like blew it off, and all of a sudden learned about this meteor shower in eighteen something, and how this guy died. Yes. That's crazy. That's exactly, and they're always they're saying it's credible because they have like three different sources, and it's like a government letter paper thing, and so it's really this documented case where someone died from this, and because bef- before there was uh, a victim of a meteorite in 1954, her name was Anne Hodges. And she was napping on her couch, and a rock fell through her roof and hit her in the hip. Ooh. And But she survived that. But this is the first time we've heard of someone actually dying from this impact, which is crazy because when I looked into this article more, um, according to NASA's Fireball database, at least 822 uh, meteorites have been big enough to explode in the atmosphere since 1988. And the, and the thing we just talked about was 1888. So they're saying, like, so either this article was a uh, wrong in their dates and they should have they put a nine where it should be eight or they're saying for like basically what 30 something years we've had 800 something events where like mike like meteorites explode in the atmosphere is it they could have exploded or they did explode no they did that's what it's saying to the wow like, it's called a fireball database which i love and this, even, that's what it says it, it says some scientists believe that up to 17 meteors could hit earth's surface every day wow that's uh well, that's that's startling, but also, you know, that's what the atmosphere atmosphere is there for to burn up stuff like that, and also other reasons. But for sure, most of them do burn up in the atmosphere. But still, what this article is making it sound like these strikes happen. I mean, they're still, you know, extremely rare. Probably more rare than the guy who won, you know, two million dollar jackpots. It's still rare, but they do happen. And the fact that you know, every once in a while, rocks will just rain down from the sky at these insane speeds. And if they're big enough too, they're gonna blow up and stuff. That's crazy. This is like the first. This is the first time we've ever heard of someone actually die from it. Like there was, they even mentioned, I guess, in 2013, there was a huge one that happened, and basically in Russia or something, and it rained down uh, chunks of of rock weighing up to 1,400 pounds, and even then it didn't kill anyone. Any injuries was from the shockwave of the explosion, not the rocks falling. I think that's one of the best things about Russia is the fact that everybody has dash cams. So I believe the footage of this is out there, right? Yeah, actually, you're so right. We've totally seen footage of some meteor shit. It's all Russian. Well, and it was all um, – it's just – the dash cam videos, obviously, are just somebody yeah. driving through the day. And then all of a sudden, the day lights up like it's never lit up before, and it's super bright, and then it's not. And that was a meteor exploding, like, above Russia. Yeah. And even then, all those chunks didn't hit anyone. So this is, like, the first time. That's why it's supposedly a big deal. And, it, and it's, like, really, you know, reliable sources that someone's actually been hurt from this phenomenon. So I, I guess mean, you're more likely to win $2 million than, than for this to happen to you. If we're talking about odds, uh, I'd say those are pretty, some pretty slim odds, especially considering that the Earth is, what, 60-70% water as far as the surface and uh, I think we have only industrialized or um, what am I trying to say colonized like 1 or 2% of the surface of the planet I bet you there's been some whales that have been hit by meteorites <laughs> we'll just never know bro I like that but the whales do the whales will know like ah oh, yes my grandpappy meteorite went and blew a whole fucking pot of us up any final thoughts on meteorites? No, it would all just be stupid stuff. Well, that pff, that's right in our wheelhouse, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, Mr. E, you have a game for us, right? I have a game for you guys. 
All right. All right. So a couple questions for you guys. You guys like you guys like Star Trek, right? I've been known to dabble. You guys I, like Stargate as well? I do. Good, because this has nothing to do with either one of those. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Since we're all recording remotely and there could be some sort of delay, this isn't going to be like a buzz in as fast as you can game. So what you're going to do is you're going to have to write down your answers. So get a pen and paper handy. And uh, all of these answers are going to be a, a value, a number amount. So every answer is going to be a number amount. Okay. You're going to write down your number amounts. And then in the end, we'll count up. I'll go through them one by one. We'll go through the answers. And then you guys will tally up your scores. And we'll go from there. And I have a tiebreaker just in case. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So the first question is... Oh, and by the way, this isn't going to be like Price is Right, where if you go over, it doesn't count. The the value amounts here can be pretty high, so just try to get as close as you can. That's how we'll determine who gets the uh, uh, who gets the point. Okay. Got it? Okay. All right. First question. What do you think the net worth of Nicolas Cage is? Um, okay. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I'm good. All right. The hosts have locked in their answers. Question two. Star Wars, The Emperor Strikes Back, released on a three-day Memorial Weekend. How much money did it gross in that three-day Memorial Day weekend? All right. Okay. All right. Question it's three. Empire, it's Empire Strikes Back. Correct. Question <laughs> three. What do you think the movie budget was for The Blair Witch Project? Oh, that's right. I'm not going to say anything. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> yeah, right, fucker. He said it wasn't that way. I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Question four. You might know Ken Jennings. He's in the Guinness World Book of Records for winning 74 games of Jeopardy in a row. What is his total winnings, including prize value? Man, he's been in the news lately, too. Man, I never read the article, too. Fuck. All right. You don't win much on Jeopardy. Okay. All right. Five. Locked in your answer. Question five. On May 3rd, mind my pronunciation, Half Thor, the mountain, Bjornsson, from, uh, popular from Game of Thrones, yep. set a new deadlift world record. How many pounds did he have there? I, I did read that article too. <laughs> Fuck. God. I don't fucking clue now. It was it was a lot. Okay. All right. Yeah. Waiting on host Max. You good? I'm good. Yep. Okay. Question six. <laughs> How many Earths can fit inside the sun? Ah, damn it. All right. Okay. All right. Question seven. Two more. What is the current land speed record? Oh man, I'm ignorant as fuck. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, that was a hard one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last question. How many satellites are in space? Oof. Jesus. That's got to be at least twelve. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Yeah, I gotta get higher than that. Okay. All man. Right. Yikes. Hey, everyone done. Uh-huh. I'm dumb. All yeah. right. Let's go back I, through the answers. I'm dumb. So question one, the net worth of celebrity Nicolas Cage. Host Sean, what did you write down? 300 million. Oh, host Max, what did you write down? 60 million. 25 million is the ransom. What? So that's a point for host Max. <laughs> He's been in so many movies. When you look at these guys, you always think they're going to be, a baj- but they're not. Like they're not fucking like Billy Gates is. Three, I mean, you know, he's a billionaire, but 300 million, that's, you don't make movies when you have 300 billion, million. Damn it. Okay, question two. Emperor Strikes Back, Memorial Day weekend. Host Sean, what'd you write down? 55 million. Host Max. I wrote 300 million, and I hate that I wrote that. <laughs> it grossed 4.9 million. Hey, I knew it was lower oh, than today's a, standards. As soon as I wrote that, I was like, well, that's stupid. I know it was in 1980, though. Well, that was a good one because I, it was like a, a callback. So it's like the value of a dollar's changed so much that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's like 90, like I was like 1980. Like, what could the, uh, how stupid. Okay. 
Question three: The movie budget for Blair Witch Project. Post Sean, two hundred thousand. Post Max, oh twelve thousand. I know it's really low. Thousand dollars. Ah, so that put Post Max closer. <laughs> okay. Question four: The total winnings, including prize value of Ken and Ken Jennings. Host Sean, thirty million. Host Max. <laughs> I know. I have to be right after that. You don't win millions on. <laughs> Uh, 47 games. I 74. 175,000. How much? 175,000. He's won $3.2 million. So I'm closer. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> he said 300 million. That's a I said 30 more. million. Excuse oh, you. you. Oh, I thought you said 300. No, but I'm still not closer. Yeah, that's way closer. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question five, the mountain, the new deadlift record. How many pounds did he deadlift? Oh, Sean. Oh, I got this. 600 pounds. Host Max? 1,200. He deadlifted 1,104 pounds. God damn it. Another point for Host Max. That's right. Finally. Incredible, by the way, if you actually think about that. Yes. All right, question six. How many years can fit inside the sun? Host Sean. Three billion with a B. Host Max. You want, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I said 1,037. Oh man, it's uh, 1.3 million. So I'm pretty sure right. Max. So is I'm closer. Close. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was in the Your billion. answer was what again? Billion? Yes. <laughs> no, okay, that's the point for Host Max. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I was way low, but billions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only two left. What is the current land speed record in miles per hour? Hoshan. Miles per hour. Yeah. What was that? I kind of mumbled on my. <laughs> I said uh, 220. 220. Host A Flevity fle- 2 is what I said. <laughs> Flevity. <What do> you- <laughs> no, I said 500 miles per hour. So the answer is actually 763 miles per hour. <laughs> getting slaughtered here and the last question how many satellites are in space host sean all right for all the money the number of satellites currently in space is closer to 250 host max i actually wrote 287 it's 2280 <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> Almost got every question right. <laughs> Sean Ooh, Keenum on the Star Wars one. Yeah. So, this is a this is a little <laughs> the tiebreaker. <laughs> I actually didn't have a tiebreaker. I didn't think about it, and I was like, "Fuck! I hope there's not a tie." Oh, uh, okay, yes. so this is a uh, 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 little twist here. So somewhere <laughs> down the line, when we have another game, I'll present this. The viewers or the listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm going to present this. So. Can you guys see this? I can. Yes. So for the listeners, there's a spinning wheel with a bunch of topics on it. And this will be the topic for our next game once I spin it randomly. So there's Stargate, Star Trek. There's DB topics, which is topics from the dubious bakery that I'm going to pull questions from. Yeah. Topics, which will be be the same thing for this show. Television, movies, space, Star Wars, and science. I love it. Without further ado, we're going to give this bad boy a spin. What? And our next game will be based on space. Space. Okay. <laughs> so there you have it. Good game, guys. I love that it gives you uh, the own applause. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Damn, I got I love that. slaughtered on that game. Max, taking a victory. Thank fucking God, man. I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a hard this is a seven episodes. It's been a hard seven episodes. Getting all just getting constantly, <laughs> constantly trash talked, constantly just berated, constantly defeated. Because you, you, the audience, you think you just it's oh, it's one and done. No, I have to constantly hear about it forever. Every time I talk to Sean, it's like, hey, how you doing? Like, remember when I won that curse Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> like over and over. So fuck you, man. That's so how I. Everyone listening, I won once. I fucking won. Savor it, because oh, I, I am. space is coming oh. for you, bitch. Yeah. Tonight. Oh, man. 
Well, on that funny note, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram at btmt underscore podcast. And please, please, please rate and subscribe on your podcast app where available. 